When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Dan Malecki. You like this. You can't take care of you like this. Now you lost. lost. Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel. I can take care of you like this. More of a mental attitude than anything else. Um, Dan Malecki will be joining me very soon for the Friday Forum Panel, as he does every Friday as we look forward to the Metropolitan Meeting of the Week, which is typically at Melton Park and will be again tomorrow night. Only the nine races up for decision, which is a little bit of a relief, to be honest, because we've had those big 12-race cards in the last couple of weeks and haven't we had some wonderful racing throughout the Vic Bread Super Series? But this is a little bit like the... Uh the calm after the storm, isn't it? It's a little bit like the morning after. But we do have some excellent races. and So staggeringly, a couple of the most exciting races will have very small fields. So you've got Queen Elida against I'm Ready, Jet against Mufasa Metro, and the tab Chris Outtrotter's free-for-all. Second race in the car with the three-year-olds. Um, I can't wait to get Dan Malecki's opinion. The real Sherlock is extremely short. Extremely short, but I've got Louis Luai and final collectors, genuine winning chances, and right across the board, some great races, including that tailor-made Lombo named after a great, great mare, Treachery, Tough Tilly, and even star celebrity uh, in the mix there. You'd think that Tough Tilly would be the one to be, but it'll be interesting to see, again, to hear from Dan Malecki what he thinks the tactics might be with Treachery drawn outside of Tough Tilly. He's with us now. How are you, Mr. Malecki? Good morning, Jason. Yeah, very well, mate. Um... I'll tell you, one of, the, um, one of the themes, I think, of this meeting, and I've already written uh, my little yarn for the Herald Sun on the forum about this to uh, be published on Saturday. But, okay, so during the... Uh, there was a revolution in harness racing in Australia, sort of just pre-pandemic and then through the lockdown period. We changed the calendar season, um, uh, had our first ever slot contest, and a number of other things uh, transpired. But just prior to that, when, when the national rating system was introduced, the new national rating system, and I know you, you're not the biggest fan of the national rating system, but one thing that almost aligned with that or coincided from a harness racing Victoria perspective in particular, but up in New South Wales and elsewhere also, was the um, proliferation of preferential barrier draws, particularly uh, on the big meetings, on the metropolitan meetings. And I look through this card and it's very much... Time and time again, it's very much going to be a decision, do we go with the draws or do we go with the class? And then there's a whole bunch of, a whole slew, a myriad of little uh, other questions you've got to ask yourself once you start digging in, like how big is the class edge? Can these horses that are drawn the second row do work or are they sit sprinters? Will it be a Sunday stroll? Will there be mid-race pressure? So... Um, it's a little bit challenging, uh, more challenging than it once was where you had a lot of uh, random barrier draws and maybe four or five races on a, on a Metro card, half the card virtually. You might just go, well, this thing's drawn four. It's the best horse in the race. It's going to lead and win. It's a little bit different these days, isn't it? Look, it probably is. Yeah, there's no doubt. But just the change-up is, is, is fine. 
um, you know, if every race was the same, um, yeah. it would be a little more predictable and less challenging, perhaps. Um, so, yeah, I don't mind it. Um, don't mind it uh, at all. Um, actually, the races that probably have become the hardest have been the 1700 metre races. Yeah. Um, when you get a, a preferential draw, and that really evens out the race. And, and the better horses, they're obliged to make their moves, if indeed they are the better horses, you know what I mean? But. Yeah. Um, they've made those races uh, on on a whole run more genuinely. Um, but, uh, yeah, the smaller fields, we're going to have to come up with a prize perhaps for extra prize money for the horse that's sitting without cover at the bell or something like that, you know, because they, they're the ones that have let us down. I don't understand sometimes. I always look at a horse that's even a sit sprinter if they're going slow and they end up sitting parked for the last 1,200 metres, they're probably only going to end up in the same position they would have if they were back in the field or no worse. Nonetheless, um, I think you're probably right. I, I tend to agree with you. Sometimes I wonder if I agree with you too much. <laughs> well, you, you do need to see a physician. If, if it starts happening too often, then you recognise it. And, and, you know, admitting you have a problem is the first. Um, yeah. Look, I, 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 do you reckon that sometimes this, um, you know, there's a manifestation, particularly with the sectionals now, and I, I know there's one or two media commentators that try and boil uh, things down very mathematically to the point where, you know, some drivers think, well, I'm covering this much extra ground if I'm off the pegs. But the truth is, if, you, if you're walking and you're within three metres or, or six metres rather than being 25 metres off the lead, I mean, sh- surely, uh, I, I, th- I think that um, uh, mathematical addiction sometimes we, we now have in racing, you know, and everyone wants to talk about data. Well, data's fantastic and it, it can certainly help, but sometimes... Well, common sense isn't that common sometimes, is it, Dan? <laughs> no, no, look, you're probably right. Um, if you've got a hard fit racehorse, they're going to the races to perform and um, uh, therefore they're up to whatever challenge that you're going to set them. Some are a bit more one-dimensional in the way you go about it. They're much better on the pegs. They're much better with the pace on. We, we know that, but sometimes the circumstances don't present. Um, and I've always said, and, and I think you understand what I'm saying here, and I think most people do, any punter or, or any owner, and I say any, uh, I'd say the greater majority, if not all, would much prefer a weakening fourth than a fast finishing fourth. Yeah. Yeah, well, you, you, want, you want to be in the hunt, don't you? You want to be given an opportunity um, to win yeah. the race. But I, I, I can see the only little negation of that fact is, and this is where the horse population kicks in, is once upon a time you might only get an opportunity every two or three weeks to race in these races. But because we've got probably uh, a more meagre population than we'd like, you can go around every week and it probably, unfortunately, inspires sometimes... Um, slightly negative tactics. We'll get through uh, one race. We've got nine to get through overall, and this is very much an example and exemplification of what I've been, what I was sort of just discussing here. You've got a front line here with, look, Bet on the Tigers got good gate speed. Post-game is some some chance of leading Magic Mike, I think, has to run the gate. So you've got these horses off the front row. Um, quote, unquote, the best horses in the race, and if we're looking at national ratings, and we know the Tasmanian... Um, system probably warps things a little bit but uh, lip breed is 112 and the chances 81 i do think they're probably the two best horses in the race the question is um can they take off in time can one of them whip around and find the breeze at three wide and three wide with cover and and exactly what the lead time will be because 
I think you'd be with me, Dan. Um, I remember all the way back to in the gig when Sam Natai was uh, hosting, as a matter of fact. He used to drill, drill about the lead time being the most important sectional in a race. And I, I, I think in, the, in middle trip races, particularly at Metro level, the lead time, well, I do think it's definitely the most important. So if you can kind of, when you're doing the analysis of draws versus class, if you can get in your head about how quickly they'll run that that patch as you uh, you so eloquently describe sometimes when you're educating punters between the start of the race <laughs> and the beginning of the final mile, um, I think you're halfway to working out the race overall. Oh, no doubt. And, and then that, what the next... Um, most important section is that first uh, quarter yeah. after that yeah. because if they don't back off the tempo and they're at sub uh, uh, 30 seconds, it's a very fast fur lap and that uh, first uh, lap. So um, it's very uh, impossible to, or not impossible, but very difficult to continue at that sort of a tempo. If they go fast lead time and then get a 31-something, it can, can level it out. However, um, as you say, um, the harder you see horses work in that first section of a race, the lead time, at the middle distance trip, um, it's pivotal to the result because what it can do, it just takes... It's, it, I always look at it as a, a tank full of petrol. Yeah. And um, now the faster you go and the harder you put your foot to the floor, it's going to chew up a bit more petrol, isn't it? And that's what they're doing. So um, they've only got three quarters of a tank left. we are other horses in the race that haven't used up any. When you get that uh, concertina effect, when they just slow up at some stage, those horses that are 40 metres off the lead, the ground they make, they do it effortlessly. They don't use up any petrol mm-hmm. doing it. And therefore, even the horses that, um, even though they might be a cheaper first quarter or second quarter, the damage could well be done to suit yes. the sit sprinters. So yeah. that's the key, isn't it? Well, I, I think it is. It's. Uh, I think uh, Michael Gerrard used to talk about a VO2 max or something. Ba- basically, anybody who's been for a run, any, any human who's been for a run and knows if you sprint, if you go absolutely full tilt for, you know, a certain period of time, then uh, you might be get, like, how long does it take you to get your breath back? Well, it, it it might be too long because you'll gas. So even if they do drop anchor completely after uh, after a burning lead time, if it's around that 42, 43 second mark sometimes at Belton, uh, the, the damage, as you just mentioned, is done. I've gone... So my, the, I've spoken about the theme of the night, but my theme is to mostly go with the class over the draws. I've gone 10, 9, 6, and 2. I'm going with the Chancellor on top. Sometimes, well, I think Magic Mike, based on the prices that I've seen, could be the big overs in the race because I have seen $7.50. Sometimes you've got an access to a tab website that I feel I don't, but I'm looking at it right now I'm on my laptop and I can't see any prices. But no. No, okay. Which is very, very disappointing, given that we're it uh, is. we're only we're, we're a day out from the races and we're doing a preview here, a big preview. That um, and we want to not only discuss our top four tips, but critically where we think the value is. So, um, if someone can get them up as quickly as possible, that'd be great. But my numbers are the first are ten, nine, six, and two. Dan, what are yours? Yeah, look, I've got similar numbers. I'll put the two on top post game. Last start. Just, I'm forgiving. Um, there was a little bit of an incident at about the 600 metres 
where the horse could have got into a better position, wasn't able to, had to then come wide and look, didn't look like it finished off the race uh, that well, but the, the, the closing sectionals were pretty good. And this is a much better draw. The horse should be closer to his peak, fourth up, uh, and with a barrier draw advantage on a few of his rivals. So he's not necessarily a quick beginner, but you made a point that he might be able to press on to get mm. towards the front. A horse like Bet on the Tiger might look to uh, to take a trail. I think he's got the gate speed that they might try to push out of the um, barrier initially. So I think it's a, a terrific opportunity for post-game to get back into the winning list. Uh, Lip Reader looks well-placed. That was a really good race that he won at Mildura. They don't yeah. really get much stronger than that. And even though he started at good odds, I would suggest that was a, a really strong race for that area. I mean, any of these horses in this race here... If they went and ran in the same race at Mildura, I doubt any of them would actually be the favourite. So I think that um, that highlights uh, the strength of that race. So he, he looks well placed. The chances are going particularly well. And you made mention of um, of Magic Mike. It looks a really good race for him. He just always seems to be that horse that is working hard and uh, he'll box on well because he's still pretty tough, but he's always that little bit vulnerable. So he's the ideal horse to take in your top four, but my tips are two, nine, ten, and six. And as you rightly point out, uh, I think if we're going to have metropolitan race meetings, we need to have... Look, there might be a good reason for it. I don't know. But last week was a bit disappointing with scratchings in the field um, that did not come out of the TRB markets for 24 hours. Um, and even this week, I, I must admit, I did have a chat with someone about the markets for the Victoria Cup and, and in part may have been responsible for getting in cipher added to the list. Went straight into the market as a $6 chance. So, so go figure. Just communication, I think, as a whole, we need to work a little bit better to provide a, a better product. I mean, here we are banging on about losing money and, you know, uh, <laughs> the, the, the turnover being um, so important as it is. And yet I don't think we're working hard enough to provide... Um, uh, the uh, information um, in, a, in a way that people can grasp it. If you're wanting to put bets on for your races tomorrow, your thoroughbreds, they're there in a plenty right across the board all across Australia, but um, where on earth can you possibly take an all up or, 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 or have a bet on the trots if you're looking at putting your bets on early? It's just not there. It's not an option and it's disappointing. What's this space? I reckon, uh, I reckon uh, things uh, should, can and will change. Uh, time for a break. Our first break on the Friday form panel. When we return, we'll have a look at a race that I'm really keen on Dan Malecki's opinion about because the real Sherlock is very short and I'm not sure he should be so short in the three-year-old affair. Back soon.